Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Kansas City did what any city would do if they won a big sporting event, a World Series, a Super Bowl, NBA championship, whatever the case may be, they would have a parade. It makes perfect sense, and that's exactly what they did. And from that parade, there is a shooting that kills one, injures many others. There is someone credited as the hero for tackling this shooter, but we don't seem to know much about why the shooting took place to begin with. And I think for those of us who live in Indiana, whether you're listening on WIBC or WGCL or WMUN, is that we've got the NBA All-Star Game coming to town. It's here. The people have been here for weeks. It's happening. Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are going to descend on the city for this three-day, four-day, five-day celebration. And security is, of course, like the biggest issue that there is. They've been planning this thing out for years the security situation at an event like this is massive we'll now take a super bowl victory in kansas city where you have nearly a million people that are going to come to the celebration the security conversation is equally as massive that's why i'm paying attention to this story it's about security and, and what happened and how do you prevent things and can you prevent all things So we wanted to get the latest on what has taken place. What is the latest on the situation? Scott Parks joins us. He is the host of the Dana and Parks show on KMBZ uh, in Kansas City. And it's it's good to have you here. Uh, Give us, uh, first of all, the the overview, the latest of, of what has happened as if people are just first tuning into this story. Uh, Tony, thank you for having me. Um, And good morning. Um, I guess probably the best way to do it would just be to go through the numbers. Uh, sadly, one person died. Uh, there are several more, as many as seven perhaps, in critical condition, uh, several with life-threatening injuries, um, and obviously we pray for them. Three people in custody, 21 others shot and wounded. Um, to answer your question about a motive, and not that it matters, I guess, um, there's there's no justification for what happened in what I consider the greatest city in America. Um, it was not terrorism. It was not extremism. And there may have been actually two shooting locations. There may have been two shootings. Um, one on the street in front of Union Station and one perhaps in the parking garage. We're still, I mean, this is a fluid situation. You know that, how these things work. And so we'll probably learn more today. Uh, but the thinking is at the moment that there were two separate shootings 21 people injured, one dead. So when you talk about two separate shootings, Scott, are we talking about in two separate areas, or were there two shooters? Uh, Both. Um, To to put this geographically, and I I understand that I'm I'm talking to folks in Indianapolis who probably have not been to Kansas City, Uh, Union Station is our big, it's a train station just south of downtown. It's a gigantic building that they refurbished about 25 years ago. And it is sort of the, the, the mecca, if you will. And, and, and we've been very fortunate in this town over the last 10, 11 years. We've had an MLS championship, uh, a World Series championship, and three Super Bowls. And so this has kind of become the go-to place where people in this city gather and the teams come out and, you know, 
Travis Kelsey comes out and butchers a Garth Brooks song yesterday and uh, the, the innocence of that. And as I was watching it, I was like, oh, my God, and um, he's making an idiot out of himself. And um, if I only knew what was coming up in 20 minutes from that point, uh, I would have never believed it. But Union Station, uh, there is at least one shooting that occurred out front of Union Station. There's a road that runs in front of it called Pershing Road. And there was at least one shooting out there, and we believe there's a parking garage just to the west of Union Station, probably about 300 yards from Pershing Road, where there may have been a second shooting that occurred yesterday. Talking to Scott Parks of the Dana and Parks Show, heard on 98.1 FM KMBZ in Kansas City. Uh, it, it is not unknown in when there are these kinds of sports uh, celebrations to see people get out of control. This, of course, is different. You're bringing up the possibility uh, of a second shooting as well. When it comes to the security measures that are in place, what do you hear from local law enforcement uh, about what they have uh, set up, uh, their coordination with state and any federal uh, coordination, and do they feel that their systems were in place or do they feel that there were any failures or gaps? We're not going to know that just yet. There were were 850... Uh, police officers on the scene yesterday. That includes Kansas City, Missouri, uh, Kansas City, Kansas, all the surrounding communities like Leavenworth had police officers there. Lawrence had police officers there. Um, So there were 850 police officers from throughout the entire metropolitan area. There was FBI. There was Homeland Security. There were snipers on every big building that surrounds Union Station. I don't know that security could have been tighter unless you had introduced um, metal detectors. And, you know, trying to funnel a million people through metal detectors would have been impossible. And so I I don't know how they could have improved security. Obviously, there's going to be some Monday morning quarterbacking. Uh, We're we're not there yet. I mean, we're, we're, we're still trying to figure out, you know, who did this? Why did they do it? Who's hurt? Um, and we're, we're weeks away from figuring out, you know, maybe months away from figuring out how, how do we make it better? How do, how do we improve it? But I will say this very quickly, if I could, Tony. I think what happened yesterday in this city, as tragic as it is, is going to change the way that we do, not just we in Kansas City, and maybe we'll get another Super Bowl win next year. Who knows? Uh, God willing. But um, it's going to change the way that we do celebratory parades in America uh, because what happened yesterday is inexcusable. Um, it, w- it was a day of celebration. It, w- it was, it was a great day. It was, it was one of the most perfect days in Kansas city, cloudless sky, 60 degrees, a million people downtown, everybody having the time of their life, more confetti than you can throw a stick at. And then a couple of morons with guns went ahead and ruined everything for everybody. One of the conversations that is out there was that this was, and it's been reported in multiple places, that this was a dispute between two people. Has there been, uh, an, in not necessarily official reporting, but unofficial, you have people, uh, you, uh, you know, it's Game of Thrones, the birds talk to you, uh, your little birds. Has anybody discussed what this dispute could have been? Uh, was it um, a business dispute, sexual uh, lover's dispute, gang dispute? Has any of that conversation come up? At one of the shootings, uh, one of the potentially two 
we did have somebody on the air yesterday who called in and said I was right there when it started. And he claimed that there were two men, probably in their 20s, who approached a group of about five teenage boys. And there was some sort of argument. he, He was under the impression that the seven of them knew each other. And the five teenage boys started to walk away, he claims. One turned back around with his backpack and didn't even pull the gun out of his backpack, just fired his gun through the backpack and shot one of the two men. They returned fire. You know, obviously everybody's shooting at each other. And then 21 people, 22 people, actually, uh, if you count the deceased, um, 22 people were shot. Talking to Scott Parks, radio host on KMBZ Radio in Kansas City, host of the Dana and Parks show. Uh, that person who was killed, Lisa Lopez Galvin. Um, you know, I'm a, I, do, I do radio in Indianapolis and, and across the state of Indiana, weekends uh, across the country with a series of, of different shows. I don't know everybody who does radio in my city, but I know a couple of names. The name of, of Lisa Lopez Galvin. This was uh, a 43-year-old, was there at the parade with her kids. What do we know uh, about her, and what is the response from Kansas City? Uh, She was from a city called Shawnee, which is a western suburb of Kansas City. In fact, uh, I live in Shawnee, and I'm calling you from here. Uh, She was not a neighbor, but she lived nearby. Uh, She was a radio disc jockey on a public access radio station called KKFI. Uh, she hosted an Hispanic radio show on Tuesday afternoons. She was a mother of two, uh, a wife, um, dearly loved by the people that obviously knew her, uh, well-respected in our industry, um, and just went to the, I mean, like a million other people yesterday, you know, woke up and wanted to go see the chief and wanted to see Travis Kelsey butcher a Garth Brooks song and, wanted to see Patrick Mahomes and everybody else and maybe see Taylor Swift. Who knows? Um, and by the way, can I, can I just touch on that very quickly, if I may? Not you to make feel free. Taylor Swift, but thank, I, I thank God she was not there yesterday. Not because of, of what happened, but because of the, the crowd she would have attracted. We had a million people downtown yesterday, and the estimate was if, if word got out that Taylor Swift was going to be there, and word got out early that she had already left for Australia. Um, if Taylor Swift was going to be there, they were estimating the crowd at maybe 2 million people. And um, because of who she is and how big she is. Um, and I just, I thank God she wasn't there yesterday because I can only imagine it would have been worse. So now this, this leads us to uh, what, what is next uh, for the, the city. The investigations are, are going on. Is, has local law enforcement been uh, forthcoming with information, or are they keeping this close uh, to the vest? Not because they might not know things, but because they don't want to share things. Which way is it going right now? Well, I, think, I think they've been as open as they can. Um, yesterday, uh, I, I, thought they, I thought they did an excellent job of communicating to the public in regards to what was going on, where are we now, uh, what is the situation? I mean, there, were, there was a news conference at 4.15, and then they held a news conference at 5 o'clock. 
they had two news conferences the police department did within 45 minutes of itself. Uh, and I, I, I think they've been as transparent as they can be understanding the situation. We have at least three people in custody. I've heard, uh, and this is unconfirmed, I've heard rumors of as many as eight people in custody. Um, I, I anticipate that there will be charges today. I'd be shocked if there weren't. But um, no, I know I think I think law enforcement and, and if, if I may turn just very quickly, um, anytime there's a, a shooting and I've never I've never even been close to a shooting in my life other than like when I go to the shooting range. Um, but I think the natural human reaction is to just run to get the heck out of there. There, there were heroes in the city yesterday and some of them wore uniforms and some of them did not. There were, there were people, and I think you referenced this earlier, um, there were people who saw danger and ran at it and tackled it and stopped it and waited and held these people until the police arrived. And as awful as this day was yesterday, again, in what I consider the greatest city in America, um, there were heroes among us yesterday. The evil descended on my city yesterday. Evil came here, but so did angels. And man, they showed up in droves. Before before I let you go, Scott, a question about the politics of it all, because when these things happen, it leads to people like we've already seen uh, members of Congress do. We're already seeing the Kansas City mayor, Quentin Lucas, engage the conversation of gun violence. And there's a gun violence challenge uh, as it relates to major uh, events. It leads to people with uh, uh, engaging, you call them levels of attack on on the Second Amendment. Aside from these kinds of statements about a gun violence challenge in this community and many others, that's the quote from the the mayor, Quentin Lucas. Do you hear anybody getting political uh, in Missouri or in Kansas? Not yet. Um, I'm sure that's going to happen. I I will say this, if I may. Uh, I'm I'm a gun owner, uh, a responsible one, which is to say that my gun is locked all the time and in a safe. Um, But we have a problem. And I'm, I'm, I'm done with the, well, we'll get to that later argument. Uh, we have a problem in this country. We have a problem in this city. Kansas City is, is, is an amazing and beautiful city. But we had a record number of homicides last year. Record. 200. 200 people in this city were murdered last year. And we have a problem. And sooner or later hopefully sooner rather than later, it would be my preference as a responsible gun owner and a believer in the Second Amendment that we have a come-to-Jesus meeting with ourselves. There's a problem, and nobody wants to solve it. Everybody just wants to keep saying, oh, we'll deal with it later, we'll we'll get to it some other time. No, let's get to it now. And I would be one of the people... I would be one of the people as a Second Amendment uh, supporter and a owner of, of firearms uh, that our, our issue is, is not the Second Amendment. 
or the very concept of the right to be able to defend oneself and the ones we love, but rather what is leading people down a road that says that in any confrontation, the answer is bang. The answer is do damage as opposed to finding other ways to deal with the thing. What are the points that are leading us to that place? But that, Scott, is another conversation for another day. Scott Parks from 98.1 FM KMBZ in Kansas City. I do appreciate you taking the time. I'm happy to have that conversation with you further. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. More is coming up. I'm Tony Katz. There is a lot of noise being made about this dinner that Joe Biden, he's the president, I know, shocking but true, uh, this dinner that he had in North Carolina because it involved fried chicken and people are like, oh no, not that. I've never seen a food rile up so many people. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. He had dinner with a black man and his two black children. Oh no, he didn't serve fried chicken, did he? Yeah, that's the dinner he brought. He went to a local restaurant. That's what he picked up and he brought it there. Now, when I say it has people riled up, people on the political right noticed that this is the dinner that he chose. And you notice no one's actually talking about it in the mainstream press. But if Donald Trump had had dinner with a black man and his two black children and had brought fried chicken, it would be the biggest story in the world, which is weird because fried chicken is delicious. Who wouldn't want to have it for lunch or dinner? It's it's. You mention the word and people go crazy. They go out of their minds. They lose their heads. It's immediately racist. That's the weirdest thing in the world. If you, if if the president decides to have lunch with me and he brings a pastrami sandwich, is he an anti-Semite? It's just, it's so nutty dumb. The point that people on the political right are making is that this is something that the left would be on a violent attack about if someone on the political right did it. Oh my gosh, how insensitive. That's the argument that that people on the political right are making. And I get the point about the radicalness of the hypocrisy of progressives. But maybe the better argument is you're all stupid. And I'm not a guy who uses dumb or stupid often. I think those are words that kind of end the conversation. But what else is it? Who, it, it, it's dinner. What's wrong with it? The answer is nothing. The answer, there's no pejorative in, the, in having this meal. There's no pejorative in bringing this meal. None. You have to want it. And bigots always want it. And the people who want to push some level of hate and disdain and people who are interested in power over decency, they want it desperately. I get their point in that they they think that they can use this and twist this and twist people's minds. That's really only if we let them. I think people who are bothered by this are out of their head. And I think that, yes, if it was a Republican, the left would be going crazy about this. And you know what I'd be saying? They're out of their head because they are. I think the bigger story is, does the Biden team really think that Joe Biden having dinner with a black man and his two black kids in North Carolina, that's going to move the needle? I don't think it does. But then again, Republicans would be too scared to have that meal. True or false? True. Come on. You know I'm right. You know I'm right. 
by 10 bajillion percent. So maybe they're on to something. But the idea that I'm supposed to get worked up because it's chicken? No, thanks. I'll leave that crazy for other people. Find everything at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz Today. So here's my problem with prayer. Yeah, I figured I figured I might get attention if I start that way. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything I do at TonyCats.com. Of course, I have no problem with prayer. The idea of prayer, uh, engaging in, 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 in a word to uh, God, a being, however it is you want to want to see it and and looking for some you know, how, how, how to proceed or, or wishing someone well. I, I have no problem with somebody engaging in prayer. What I, what I have a problem with is the idea of praying on something. And this is a weird, it's, it's about how words are used. And I've discussed this before, but it, it, it just came up recently when I saw somebody on, on X post that they have a pet. And the pet is older, and the pet is going to pass away, as all living things do. And it'll be the first time the children will deal with a pet passing away. Prayers would be appreciated. And I, I stopped, and I said, I don't, I don't get that at all. And, and there is a part of me, every time I hear something like that, I'm offended. Now, I have absolutely no right to be offended. Who the hell am I to be offended? Does it matter if I'm offended? The answer is, of course not. Just like I would say about anybody else on any other subject, you have absolutely no right to be offended. I, the, the part that, that I, I don't understand is, why are you asking me for the prayer? What am I going to, to say? What, what could I possibly do? Children lose a pet. It's going to be an emotional thing. My kids lost their guinea pigs, and they lost their minds. Guinea pigs. And they were they were cute. They were they're cute, cute guinea pigs too. And we took them off a a friend or someone my wife knew. Too many guinea pigs, all right. Giant cage, two guinea pigs, and and the kid the kids were crazy about the guinea pigs. They're holding the guinea pigs and petting the guinea pigs. They'd bring the guinea pigs outside to eat the grass and keep an eye on them because you know if you leave a guinea pig out there there's going to be a large bird that's like lunch and swoop down so you got to keep an eye on the, on, on the guinea pigs and one of the guinea pigs passed and and the, and the kids lost their minds they they were they were young they were they weren't even teenagers and and oh all oh, the tears and everything else you can understand it right it's it's the family pet whatever the 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 the, the, the pet is Right, I always question when people treat their pets like they're children because pets are not children, but I never question that people have an attachment to their pets because they are indeed a part of, of the family. It makes perfect sense to me in that. And, you know, we did the thing. We, we had the funeral. We did it all. We did it all. But I didn't ask anybody for their prayers. And I'm trying to figure out why I would. And I'm trying to understand what the terminology means. I see this all the time. I see this throughout social media feeds everywhere. Prayers uh, welcomed. Prayers requested. Prayers up. 
I, I think we're asking too many, too many people for prayers because I, I, I have no idea if it's supposed to be somehow spiritually uplifting or it's virtue signaling. And I am on the, uh, under the guise, under the opinion of it's virtue signaling and it's ugly. You don't need my prayers for the fact that you have a pet that will soon die and your kids are going to be sad. You might look for advice on how to deal with the kids, what to say to the kids if someone else has been in that position. But why do you call it prayers? It seems, to me, it seems like a bastardization of, of the very concept. I, I often talk about this in relationship to sports. When I first, it should be, we should all be clear, I despise celebrations in the NFL. You get a good tackle, you go through this three-minute song and dance. You, you, there's an interception, and the whole team is running to the end zone for some pre-planned kind of celebration. Uh, if you're on the defense, you're supposed to intercept the ball. Hand it back to the ref, walk to the sideline. Say, good play, next. That's your job. You stop the offense, that's your job. It's not special. You don't need to uh, have at all any uh, any celebration. I don't understand. Celebrations drive me nuts. And it's not even like last-second heroics, which one could possibly understand. It's the mundane. But I figure if Barry Sanders could score touchdowns the way he scored touchdowns for the Detroit Lions back in the day and then just flip the ball to the ref and go back to the sideline, that's what everybody should do. Act like you've been there before. Act like this is the standard. This is the way I operate. It's not special. It's just who I am. Well, then it was people after scoring who drop to a knee and say a prayer. And I said, I don't, I don't get that. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. What, what, what is happening here? What are, are we to believe that God is concerned with or has a, a role to play in whether or not you scored a touchdown? I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't think that's the way it works. Now, it was explained to me by Fingers Malloy, my co-host for Eat, Drink, Smoke, eatdrinksmokeshow.com, that it could be much more than that, Tony. It could be someone just taking a moment to be thankful for everything that's happened in their life to allow them to get to this moment. And they're recognizing their good fortune, never mind their hard work. And I said, okay, I could see that. I could see that. I don't think that has to happen after a touchdown. Wouldn't that happen just after any old routine play? After all, you're playing in the NFL or in Major League Baseball or in, in, uh, in, in, in the NBA. In Major League Baseball, usually it's, it's if you hit home run and you, you cross home plate and it's the, you know, it's the, it's the kiss up to the sky. I don't know. That one doesn't, doesn't seem to bother me as much, but as I think about it, it's the same concept. Just done differently. Why not for a single? Why not for a strikeout? You still got the chance. There's something performative that bothers me to no end. And, and I think that people who are religious will say it's, it's good that they're expressing uh, the, their, their belief. I, I, okay, I hear you in, in, a, in a world that, 
that that culturally is is bereft and and anti certainly Christianity anti religion. Uh, it, it's it's nice to see, but what if that's not what's happening? What if that isn't the thing? What if it is indeed performative? Would 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 is is that okay? Well, even if they don't mean it, it's good that people see it uh, because maybe it'll get other people to mean it. So therefore, it's fine. I I don't know about that. But to the larger question, is that the is that the moment? Now, this is not a conversation of keep religion in your church or in your home. I don't believe in that crap at all. You are who you are wherever it is you are. If 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 you're Jewish and you wear a a, a kippah, yarmulke, head covering, you don't have to just do that in your synagogue or or in your home. You do that where you are. No problem whatsoever. You're a Christian, you want to wear a cross around your neck, not just at your home and at your church. You do that where you are. You are that person. And I don't think there should be any law or any restriction on that. That isn't my argument for the sake of clarity. I think asking for prayers because you have a pet that will soon pass away and your kids will be upset is odd. I cannot square the circle. As a matter of fact, I I, I find it to be, I'm going to get yelled at. This whole thing I'm going to get yelled at. I find it to be ridiculous. Now, I don't think it's meant in a ridiculous way, and it could be that I have the wrong interpretation of prayers. Maybe it's just, hey, looking for a little, uh, uh, you know, support here. This is going to be a rough one for me. Feel for me here. Maybe that's what is meant by prayers. Maybe prayers has a much larger definition or, 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 or connotation to it. And, and I'm not appreciating that. I'm not giving it all of its due. The prayers has a much larger uh, connotation to it. It's like shalom or aloha. It means anything you want. It's hello, it's goodbye, it's peace, it's want some cake, it's everything. And maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just a word that's utilized in a vernacular to be a... a a touchstone to, to, to nearly anything. But yet, why do I, I hear that or I, I read that and I immediately think that is, that is a bastardization of the concept and I actually think that's a negative. I'm not a negative guy on anything, really. I, don't, I mean, I don't lead a negative lifestyle. I think that life is, is full of possibility. I think people are full of possibility. I don't, I don't walk through life thinking everybody is terrible. I walk through life thinking that everybody is probably pretty normal and wants to be left alone. But certainly I accept the fact that there are some terrible people. Most of them are in Congress. See what I did there? That's just funny. You, for, you, know, you just take that joke and you love it. It's this, it, 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 so, so I, I'm, I'm generally a positive cat. But I hear this and it just hits me with such a, such an oddness. Because the idea that I would ask for people for prayers because the guinea pig is going to die and I have to talk to my kids about it, that seems to me to be an insulting thing to do. And that's where I'm, tr- I'm trying to understand why, why I, I see it that way. And I'm wondering if I see it that way because, A, I don't understand the concept of prayers as other people say it, or... I understand it properly, and other people really are engaged in a bastardization of the concept. 
I'm not calling anybody a, a name. I'm, I'm, I'm utilizing the word properly. I haven't figured it out yet. And so I'm asking you, Tony at TonyCats.com. Reach out to me uh, at TonyCats.com online. Of course, X at, at TonyCats. Instagram as well, TonyCats. Which one is it? Which one is it about prayer? Is, is, is asking for prayers more of a catch-all for, hey, uh, the, feel for me here. Think of me here. Um, give me some advice here. Or is it an emotional ma- manipulation to, hey, look at me. And thus, as I referred to it earlier, virtue signaling. Because honestly, I can't figure it out. And yet every time I hear it, 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 it bothers me to no end. There's something wrong. There's something off here. This shouldn't, this shouldn't be the statement. This shouldn't be the vernacular. And I know what you're saying. Tony, this is what you wanted to talk about? Dude, you, you want me to talk about politics 24-7? My head will explode and so will yours. This was on my mind. And I'm very curious to see where you're at about it, this concept of, of asking for prayers. Am I, am I missing the, the, the concept itself? Am I missing the understanding of what the words mean? Or is this about a manipulation of the words to try and get people to pay attention to them? Let me know on X or at Tony at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz today. So here's my problem with prayer. Yeah, I figured I figured I might get attention if I start that way. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything I do at TonyCats.com. Of course, I have no problem with prayer, the idea of prayer, uh, engaging in, 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 in a word to uh, God, a being, however it is you want to want to see it and and looking for some, you know, how 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 to proceed or or wishing someone well. I, I have no problem with somebody engaging in prayer. What I what I have a problem with is the idea of praying on something. And this is a weird, it's, it's about how words are used. And I've discussed this before, but it, it, it just came up recently when I saw somebody on, on X post that they have a pet. And the pet is older and the pet is going to pass away as all living things do. And it'll be the first time the children will deal with a pet passing away prayers would be appreciated. And I I stopped and I said I don't I don't get that at all and and there is a part of me every time I hear something like that I'm offended. Now I have absolutely no right to be offended. Who the hell am I to be offended? Doesn't matter if I'm offended. The answer is of course not. Just like I would say about anybody else on any other subject, you have absolutely no right to be offended. I the the part that that I I don't understand is why are you asking me for the prayer? What am I going to to say, what what could I possibly do? Children lose a pet. It's going to be an emotional thing. My kids lost their guinea pigs and they lost their minds. Guinea pigs. And they were, they were cute. They were, they were cute, cute guinea pigs too. And we took them off a, a friend or someone my wife knew. Too many guinea pigs. All right. Giant cage, two guinea pigs and... And the, ki- the kids were crazy about the guinea pigs. They're holding the guinea pigs and petting the guinea pigs. They bring the 
guinea pigs outside to eat the grass and keep an eye on them because you know if you leave a guinea pig out there, there's going to be a large bird that's like lunch and swoop down. So you got to keep an eye on the, on, on the guinea pigs. And one of the guinea pigs passed and, and, and the kids lost their minds. They, they, were, they were young. They, they weren't even teenagers. And, and oh, oh, the tears and everything else. You can understand it, right? It's, it's the family pet, whatever the, 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 the pet is. Right, I always question when people treat their pets like they're children because pets are not children, but I never question that people have an attachment to their pets because they are indeed a part of, of the family. It makes perfect sense to me in that. And, you know, we did the thing. We, we had the funeral. We did it all. We did it all. But I didn't ask anybody for their prayers. And I'm trying to figure out why I would. And I'm trying to understand what the terminology means. I see this all the time. I see this throughout social media feeds everywhere. Prayers uh, welcomed. Prayers requested. Prayers up. I, I, I think we're asking too many, too many people for prayers. Because I, 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 I have no idea if it's supposed to be somehow spiritually uplifting or it's virtue signaling. And I am on the, uh, uh, under the guise, under the opinion of it's virtue signaling and it's ugly. You don't need my prayers for the fact that you have a pet that will soon die and your kids are going to be sad. You might look for advice on how to deal with the kids, what to say to the kids if someone else has been in that position. But why do you call it prayers? It seems to me, it seems like a bastardization of, of the very concept. I, I often talk about this in relationship to sports. When I first, it should be, we should all be clear, I despise celebrations in the NFL. You get a good tackle, you go through this three-minute song and dance. You, you, there's an interception and the whole team is running to the end zone for some pre-planned kind of celebration. Uh, if you're on the defense, you're supposed to intercept the ball. Hand it back to the ref, walk to the sideline. Say, good play, next. That's your job. You stop the offense, that's your job. It's not special. You don't need to uh, have at all any, uh, any celebration. I don't understand. Celebrations drive me nuts. And it's not even like last-second heroics, which one could possibly understand. It's the mundane. But I figure if Barry Sanders could score touchdowns the way he scored touchdowns for the Detroit Lions back in the day and then just flip the ball to the ref and go back to the sideline, that's what everybody should do. Act like you've been there before. Act like this is the standard. This is the way I operate. It's not special. It's just who I am. Well, then it was people after scoring who drop to a knee and say a prayer. And I said, I don't, I don't get that. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. What, what, what is happening here? What, are, are we to believe that God is concerned with or has a, a role to play in whether or not you scored a touchdown? I... I, I don't, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't think that's the way it works. Now, it was explained to me 
by Fingers Malloy, my co-host for Eat, Drink, Smoke, eatdrinksmokeshow.com, that it could be much more than that, Tony. It could be someone just taking a moment to be thankful for everything that's happened in their life to allow them to get to this moment. And they're recognizing their good fortune, never mind their hard work. And I said, okay, I could see that. I could see that. I don't think that has to happen after a touchdown. Wouldn't that happen just after any old routine play? After all, you're playing in the NFL or in Major League Baseball or in, in, uh, in, in, in the NBA. In Major League Baseball, usually it's it's if you hit home run and you you cross home plate and it's the you know it's the, it's the kiss up to the sky. I don't know that one doesn't doesn't seem to bother me as much, but as I think about it, it's the same concept, just done differently. Why not for a single? Why not for a strikeout? You still got the chance. There's something performative that bothers me to no end, and and I think that people who are religious will say it's it's good that they're expressing uh, th- their their belief. I, I, okay, I hear you in in a, in a world that 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 culturally is is bereft and and anti certainly Christianity anti religion. Uh, it, it's it's nice to see, but what if that's not what's happening? What if that isn't the thing? What if it is indeed performative? Would 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 is is that okay? Well, even if they don't mean it. It's good that people see it uh, because maybe it'll get other people to meet it, so therefore it's fine. I, I don't know about that. But to the larger question, is that, the, is that the moment? Now, this is not a conversation of keep religion in your church or in your home. I don't believe in that crap at all. You are who you are wherever it is you are. If, if, if you're Jewish and you wear a, a, a kippah, yarmulke, head covering, you don't have to just do that in your synagogue or, or in your home. You do that where you are. No problem whatsoever. You're a Christian. You want to wear a cross around your neck, not just at your home and at your church. You do that where you are. You are that person. And I don't think there should be any law or any restriction on that. That isn't my argument for the sake of clarity. I think asking for prayers because you have a pet that will soon pass away and your kids will be upset is odd. I cannot square the circle. As a matter of fact, I I, I find it to be, I'm going to get yelled at. This whole thing I'm going to get yelled at. I find it to be ridiculous. Now, I don't think it's meant in a ridiculous way, and it could be that I have the wrong interpretation of prayers. Maybe it's just, hey, looking for a little... uh, uh, you know, support here. This is going to be a rough one for me. Feel for me here. Maybe that's what is meant by prayers. Maybe prayers has a much larger definition or or, or, or connotation to it. And, and I'm not appreciating that. I'm not giving it all of its due. The prayers has a much larger uh, connotation to it. It's like shalom or aloha. It means anything you want. It's hello. It's goodbye. It's peace. It's want some cake. It's everything. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just a word that's utilized in a vernacular to be a, a, a touchstone to, to, to nearly anything. But yet, why do I, I hear that or I, I read that and I immediately think that is, that is a bastardization of the concept and I actually think that's a negative. I'm not a negative guy. 
on anything, really. I don't. I mean, I don't lead a negative lifestyle. I think that life is is full of possibility. I think people are full of possibility. I don't. I don't walk through life thinking everybody is terrible. I walk through life thinking that everybody is probably pretty normal and wants to be left alone. But certainly, I accept the fact that there are some terrible people. Most of them are in Congress. See what I did there? That's just funny. You for yo, you just take that joke and you love it. It's this. It it it's it, so so I I'm. I'm generally a positive cat, but I hear this and it just hits me with such a, such an oddness because the idea that I would ask for people for prayers because the guinea pig is going to die and I have to talk to my kids about it, that seems to me to be an insulting thing to do. And that's where I'm, tr- I'm trying to understand why, why I, I see it that way. And I'm wondering if I see it that way because, A, I don't understand the concept of prayers as other people say it, or I understand it properly and other people really are engaged in a bastardization of the concept. I'm not calling anybody a name. I'm, I'm, I'm utilizing the word properly. I haven't figured it out yet. And so I'm asking you, Tony at TonyCats.com. Reach out to me uh, at TonyCats.com online. Of course, X at at TonyCats. Instagram as well, TonyCats. Which one is it? Which one is it about prayer? Is is asking for prayers more of a catch-all for, hey, uh, feel for me here. Think of me here. Um, Give me some advice here. Or is it, an emotional manipulation to, hey, look at me. And thus, as I referred to it earlier, virtue signaling. Because honestly, I can't figure it out. And yet every time I hear it, 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 it bothers me to no end. There's something wrong. There's something off here. This shouldn't, this shouldn't be the statement. This shouldn't be the vernacular. And I know what you're saying. Tony, this is what you wanted to talk about? Dude, you, you want me to talk about politics 24-7? My head will explode and so will yours. This was on my mind. I'm very curious to see where you're at about it, this concept of, of asking for prayers. Am I, am I missing the, the, the concept itself? Am I missing the understanding of what the words mean? Or is this about a manipulation of the words to try and get people to pay attention to them? Let me know on X or at Tony at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz today.